Hey y'all, it's Unique. Welcome to the Safe Space Podcast, a place where there is no pressure to have it all together or have all the answers, because really, who does? My hope is that here you'll find comfort in your vulnerability through candid conversations about self-love and development, relationships, faith, and all the hard stuff nobody likes to talk about. We'll laugh about it, we'll cry about it, and most of all, we'll figure it all out together. I'm here to encourage you that the struggles you face mold you to live on purpose and purpose. Let's start the show. Hey y'all, welcome back. How are y'all doing today? How was your week last week? How was your weekend? My weekend is actually just getting started. It's only Saturday and I haven't done a whole lot just yet but i really don't plan to do a lot this weekend anyway because your girl ain't got no money i don't get paid until this coming friday i was really trying to work on having a more positive attitude towards my job and i talked to some girls in this other group chat that i'm in for an organization at school and you know i was just asking them how do y'all stay positive when you're at work and a lot of them were just saying you know smile just remember why you're here remember that this job is just a stepping stone for right now and things of that nature and it really did help smiling and just keeping a positive positive attitude and also what I did was checking my thoughts and whenever I would feel myself want to say man I do not want to be here man I want to go home uh I wish I didn't have to go to work I would say the opposite man I'm so happy that I have to go to work I love being here I want to be here today I don't want to go home and it really did just help change my perspective because we have to start thinking about what we think about and we can control some of our emotions and our thoughts we cannot always let our emotions just take over yes I'm an advocate for feeling feeling how you feel, but we have to have a balance and we have to control it as well because we'll always just be negative all the time if we just let our feelings do whatever, you know, they want it to do. But we are moving into part two of my How Did I Get Here series, My Walk with Christ. And last week we ended on my shift, where the shift happened in my life to put me in a direction to get where I am now. And that shift happened when I just got fed up with not having people in my life that wanted to get closer to God and who wanted to live a truly fulfilled life in Christ. Not fulfilled by the world, but in Christ. I was tired of it. I was tired of looking. I was tired of settling. So I settled in my season of loneliness that I felt God put me in. And in that season, I drew near and close to God and I would read devotional plans on my iPad and I would pray and I would listen to my worship music a lot and I tried to take like social media breaks. I filtered out a lot of my social media, unfollowed a lot of people, people that posted a lot of stuff about sex and cussing and all that. I started to filter that out. I told myself I wanted to start getting like my habits of cursing together and stop doing that so much. And so it it just really was a shift and it still was not easy. And I can still say even then when I started doing that, it is not how it is now. You know, I still hadn't fully surrendered myself to God just yet. You know, I still was holding on and I still am now. I'm not perfect. I'm telling y'all this walk is not perfect at all. But then it's just different than how it is now. But that then, you know, put me in a place to get to where I am now. And honestly, The only thing that I could say that has led me to this very moment in my life right now is God's perfect timing. I'm telling you, that is the only thing because when I really sit here and think about it and I try to think of exactly what led me to where I am now, 
The only thing I can think of is his timing and the series of events that have taken place. So as I mentioned, I started just as girls because it was an idea given to me by God. And I started it, we did it for literally, it was maybe two meetings, two meetings in. And at the second meeting that I had, one of the girls in the group was like, have you ever thought about starting a Bible study? And I was like, I've thought about it, but my mom has always told me that you have to be led to do those things because you are teaching, you are leading something. And so you have to be led to lead those types of things. So I was like, you know, it would definitely be something that I need to pray about. You know, I'm not going to just jump right into it and say that I'm going to lead this Bible study. And then another girl in the group was like, well, maybe it doesn't have to be necessarily like a Bible study with, you know, anybody teaching, but it can be more of a discussion where we just read a devotional and we just come together at the end of the devotional and talk about, you know, how it related to our lives, what we learned about it, questions that we have about it you know of course we pray together and we just talk it doesn't have to be necessarily anybody teaching and so I'm like okay yeah that'll be a good idea I don't even remember how we came to the conclusion that she would lead it because I don't lead this bible study we call it a bible study but it really is just like a bible talk it's just a discussion um, and it's called God's Girls and I don't even remember how I don't remember if she said like she would do it or what I really don't remember y'all Either way, we set up to start it literally, I think like that next week we started and we came together, we picked a devotion and we started and now it has been going on for almost like seven weeks now. And it's just so, so crazy to me how it has happened because who would have thought that this is where this would have led. And I can only tell you that what has gotten me here truly the answer to that question would be seeking god surrendering to god and obeying that is the that is literally my answer to how i've gotten exactly to where i am right now i started to seek god back when i was still in school and i was fed up with people i decided to get into my word to pray and to listen to worship music and be in his presence and start to try to figure him out and i started to seek him when i was trying to figure out what do i do next that was seeking him that was trying to figure out who he was and what he was telling me to do what he was leading me to do what my purpose is i was seeking him and the surrender part for me it's just now becoming very evident and a thing that I'm really diving deep into. And it is not easy, y'all, because to surrender yourself literally means to deny yourself and give up what you want. And it means everything, relationships, friendships with people, goals that you have, plans that you have, everything. You have to surrender it and put it all in God's hands. And then the biggest one of those, well, none of them are bigger than the other. So let me not say it that way. But for me, the very prominent one was obeying. I had to obey to get where I am. We have to obey God in order to see the fruit. So had I not started just us girls, that Bible study would have never came to be. And I'm in no way, shape or form bragging or giving myself any credit or none of that. If I had not done what God told me to do, none of this would have happened. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have met those girls. I wouldn't be growing and building friendships and relationships with them. Who knows where I would be? 
So we have to start obeying God. And one thing that I'm also learning in this time of my life is that all three of those things, seeking, surrendering, and obeying, they are continuous actions. You have to keep doing them. They are not a one and done thing. You have to keep doing them. You have to continue to do them. Because I had a moment literally like, a week ago with the last podcast episode, I could not figure out what the second episode should be about. And I realized eventually that I was trying to do it on my own. Now I had a good first release. That was a great first episode. Got a lot of good feedback, got a lot of people to interact on my social medias and share it and all of that good stuff. But I was starting to drift. I wasn't reading the way that I should. I wasn't praying the way that I should. I wasn't worshiping and giving him praise like I should. And so I had to snap back into it. And I had to realize, okay, now I'm starting to try to do what God has given me on my own and take him out of it. And so I had to come back in, pull myself back in, get back into my word, start praying. And then that's where this series came from. So there's two things I want to tell you. So the first, how did I get here? Seeking, surrendering, and obeying. And then the second point, you have to keep doing it. You cannot stop. It is about consistency. Just like with relationships with people, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your friends, if you don't talk to them for a long period of time, if you don't hang out with them and check in with them for a long time, what happens? You start to drift. There's a distance that starts to happen and eventually you might fall off or the dynamics of the relationship will change. Same thing with God. If you start to drift, if you don't check in like you should, if you don't spend that time that you should, if you don't invest that time like you should, you will start to drift and eventually the relationship will poof and it will be no more. So you don't come to God and then that's just the end of it. You have to keep going. You have to keep doing something. You have to keep working for it. And so I want to break down those three components, seeking, surrendering, and obeying. And when I say seek, seek means to learn who God is, what he says, and what he expects from you. So that means you have to be in the word. You have to read the word. You have to read your Bible. And y'all, I'm so excited. If you follow me on my personal Instagram, I just got a new Bible and I'm so excited. I have had the same Bible since I was nine years old. And I'm gonna be honest, I don't read that one anymore. I haven't read it in years. And so I started reading on my iPad and my phone, but that is just not the same. You just don't feel that same connection. I think it's a mind thing, but still, either way, I don't feel as connected with God through my iPad and my phone. Plus, I tend to get easily distracted and I'm checking my notifications. I'm texting people back, but I want that time to be just me and God. I want to have, I want him to have my undivided attention and I can't do that with my phone or my iPad. I have to be honest with myself. It just don't hit the same. And then sometimes I don't want to stare at a screen. I stare at a screen all day at work. When I'm on my phone, I'm staring at a screen. When I do work for the podcast for just as girls, I'm staring at a screen. Sometimes I want to read a book with some pages. Sometimes I want to physically flip some pages and write some notes. I don't want to write notes on my iPad. Sometimes I want to write it on some paper. So I bought me a Bible and honey, Bibles are not cheap. They are not cheap, but it was so worth it. I spend money on all kinds of other stuff without batting the eye all the time. So this was nothing at all. And I'm just so happy now. And I could not wait until I got this package. And I used it for the first time this morning, actually, because I've decided that I do need to start having more intentional time with God. I have a tendency to like read my devotionals or read my Bible just in passing when I have a little bit of free time or just when it kind of dawns on me to do it. I don't have. Now, one thing I did do when I was 
it kind of changed. When I was at school, I did. In the morning, I made sure that that was something I did. Every single morning, that was a part of my to-do list. I read my devotional, listen to my worship music, and pray. When I transitioned to being at home in the summertime, that kind of all went out the window. So I'm trying to get back into that mode and make it a habit that every morning I wake up a little bit earlier to connect with God and have that time with him. And I think it's best in the morning. You can do it whenever you want. You can do it during lunchtime, your lunch break at work. You can do it at night. But I feel like it's really good to do in the morning because it really does set the tone for your morning and it's a great way to start the day so that's what works for me but do what works for you but you have to set intentional time I know some people try to say you know God likes any time that we spend with him even if it's just a little bit which is true but just as with friends a lot of times when I try to understand how relationships and things work with God I try to use it in like the human sense so when it comes to your boyfriend or your friend you don't only hang out with them when you just so happen to have a little bit of time you don't only reach out to them when you have a little bit of downtime if I mean you might But if you really want a thriving, healthy relationship, you intentionally set aside time to hang out. That's where dates come in with both friends and romantic partners. You have date nights or, you know, you spend, you go over to their house and hang out. You know, you talk on the phone, you get on FaceTime. You don't just text in passing all the time. It's nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes if you just got some downtime at work and you decide to open your Bible, that's one thing. But you do want to make sure that you do have some type of intentional time set aside in your day that is for God and God only. So that's where I am with it. And I really did enjoy that this morning. And I can't wait to continue and make it a habit. And I can't wait to see just where my journey, y'all, I just... I don't know. God has just been doing so much in just this little short period of time. I can only imagine the long term and how far this really does go. But anyway, back to the point at hand, seeking. You have to be in your word in order to figure out who he is, in order to figure out what his voice sounds like. So you can know when he's speaking to you, when he's leading you to do something, when he's telling you not to do something, you have to seek him. So if you don't get close to him, which is another word for seeking, you won't know. You won't know his promises. You won't know what he tells you. You won't know when he's talking to you and when it's you or when it's the enemy you have to seek him in order to find that out just like with our friends and relationships how do we build stronger relationships with them by getting to know them we spend time with them we ask questions we talk to them it's the same thing with God and then surrendering this is a big one I think this is one of the most important ones and I know I said none of these are bigger than the other but I feel like this one is just such a big thing In order to, because you can seek God, but not surrender. You can know what he tells you to do. You can know the promises of his word. You can know what he expects of you, but still not do it. You still have to give yourself up. You have to deny yourself. You have to surrender yourself to God in order for him to do what he wants to do for you. God is a gentleman. I know you've probably heard that. If you haven't, he is. He's not going to force you to do anything. He's not going to make you surrender. He's not going to make you live out the purpose that he's given to you. He's not going to do none of that. He wants you to do it. He wants you to willingly love him and want to be close to him. And so in order for him to give you the promises that he has stated, you have to let go of what you want. Because if you get stuck in, well, I want to do this by this age and I want to do that and this is what I want to do, God can't do anything because you're closed off. You have blocked him out and you have closed him out. 
And so he can't do any of that. So you have to surrender, you know, the way that you think. You have to surrender the way that you live and the way that you act. You have to surrender it all. And it's not easy. And it's never going to be easy because we're still here on earth. We're still human. We still have this sinful flesh. And so you have to ask God every single day, every day to give you the grace to surrender and trust him with your life. You have to ask him every single day and you have to tell him every single day, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I'm giving you my everything. Lord, do what you will with my life. Lord, let your perfect will be done. You have to say that and recite that every single day because saying it yesterday, but not saying it today is not enough because every single day we're met with something where we want to give in and feed our flesh and fulfill the desires of our hearts every single day we're faced with something where we have to make a decision on if we gonna do what we want to do or if we're going to do what God wants us to do so ask him every single day there's not a day that goes by that you cannot ask God to help you and give you the grace that you need to live for him And then with obeying, I feel like obeying and surrender, they kind of go hand in hand because in order to obey, you must surrender because God will tell you to do things that you don't want to do. But remember why you're doing it and your why is because he has a perfect plan. So when you surrender and you give up your life, you put your life in God's hands and he tells you where to go. He leads you. He tells you to start this business or talk to that person or cut that person off, but you have to be willing to do it. You have to listen. If you don't listen, again, he cannot fulfill the promise because he has to get something out of the way or start something up so that promise can be fulfilled. So again, you have to ask God every single day, help me to obey you, Lord. Help me to trust you with what you tell me to do. Ask him and he will do it. That's what he's there for, to help us through this. We will never be able to surrender to God and obey him on our own. I just really want to highlight that none of these actions will ever become easy. No matter how much you seek God, no matter how many times you surrender, no matter how many times you obey, they never become easy. Why? Because we are human and we are sinful. And then on top of that, the enemy is out to get us. So he's always going to be bringing temptation your way to make you think well, maybe I should do this instead of listen to God. Maybe God don't really know what he's talking about. Or maybe this would be better for me. Or maybe I know what's better for me than God does. The enemy is out to get us and he's very sly. And he comes, honey, so smooth that you would miss him half of the time with seeking. The enemy tries his best and his hardest to distract you. Like I said with me, using my iPad and my phone is a distraction. It really is just a tactic of the enemy, you know, getting text messages and getting phone calls. This one time I was in the kitchen washing the dishes and I felt God tell me, go into your room and pray and read and seek me. And the minute I went into my room to sit down, somebody called me. And what did I do? I answered. I answered the phone and I talked to the person and even though after I got off the phone, I did what God told me to do. I prayed and read the word. It wasn't the same. The same atmosphere and energy was no longer there. God was still there, but there are certain moments and I don't know the word for it, but there are moments where the spirit is just saturated and the room is just sensitive. If that makes sense, where you just really can feel God's presence and 
that was one of those moments and you can always feel God but there are just special moments where you can just feel him to the 10th degree and I missed that moment unfortunately and I don't know what God wanted to reveal to me in that situation I'll never know until he brings a situation like that back to me again but the enemy distracted me and he won and he will do that every time it's time for you to pray every time it's time for you to read your word something will come up now somebody want to come knock on the door now somebody wants to call now somebody needs something it's always something and that's what he does and then with surrendering and obeying we're selfish creatures we want what we want and the enemy will trick you into thinking that you know what's better for you and a lot of times and I felt this myself where he will trick you into thinking that the things that are happening for you the great things happening in your life is not God he'll start to make you think that you're the one doing it and you're pulling that out of yourself and that that source is yourself that's where that joy and that he did it to me y'all I was in this place where my God is just being so good to me and I started to have this moment where I'm second guessing and I'm like really is that from God or is that just me like is this fake is this joy and this peace that I feel is it fake or is it really happening he will do that to you one of the key points I want you to take away from today is that seeking allows you to know his promises, which will encourage you to surrender and obey. Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That is one of the promises in the Bible that God has made to us. And so when you surrender, you know that you're doing it for good reason. You know that you have nothing to lose. You know that he will not hurt or harm you in any way. But the only way you know that is by seeking God, by reading his word, by knowing the promises that he has stated and has given to you you have to read your word you have to pray so that you can hear from God and hear what he's telling you and know what he has given us I'm reading this other devotional still on my bible app but it's about walking with Christ and it's talking a lot about the cost of walking with Christ one of the biggest things that it's talking about is denying yourself which is just surrendering your life. And this particular day, day seven, is talking about renouncing everything. And to renounce means to surrender. And two of the main quotes that I took away from or main things that I took away from day seven was that there's a blessing on the other end of surrender. Like I said, in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says that he has a plan for me, not for destruction, not to harm me, but for hope in a future, in a successful future. And we have nothing to lose when we surrender to God because he wants nothing but the best for us. If that's one thing that you know without a shadow of a doubt, that he will never lead you anywhere that is not good for you. And I'm telling you, that is the mindset that I have taken on in this season in my life that I know that ultimately what God wants for me is the best of the best. So I might as well let him take control, take my hands off of it and let him do what he do because he's not going to give me half or nothing. He's not going to give me anything messed up. He's going to give me the best more than I could ask, think or imagine. So it's best to just give it to him anyway because we ain't got nothing to lose. He has our best interests at heart. And also the devotion that I'm reading with my Bible study with my girls, we are talking about knowing that we are adored by God and that he is close to us and that he can fulfill our deepest needs like nobody else can. And for day four, the, one of the highlighted scriptures was John 4, 26. 
Then Jesus declared, I, the one speaking to you, I am he. He was talking to a Samaritan woman. He had walked through, is it Samaria, Samaria, whichever one. He was walking through there, stopped at this well. And at the time, Jews and Samaritans were not supposed to talk, especially not Jews, a Jewish man to a Samaritan woman. And so this woman was coming to this well to get water and she saw Jesus. She did not know that he was the Messiah at the time, but she saw him and she didn't want to talk to him. And so he asked her for some water and she asked him, you know, why are you asking me for water? You shouldn't be doing that. You're a Jew. You shouldn't be talking to me. And he told her everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again referring to the water that she was coming to get from the well. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. For lack of better words, or just to break that down and make it simple, what God gives you will fill you and keep you full. What the world gives you will never keep you full. You will constantly find yourself unfulfilled, unhappy, no peace, no joy, just nothing if you continue to look to the world to look for success and put your value in how much money you have the car you have the house you live in the job that you work that ain't enough and it's never going to fill you relationships and friendships they will never fill you and that's where I was and this devotional day four specifically confirmed how I was feeling some months ago where I'm just like the friendships that I have and the people I'm connected to are just not filling me they're doing nothing for me. Your relationships don't have God at the center of them. You're straying away from him. And you're obviously, you getting something else from the relationship that's not going to fulfill you. And that's where I was. And so when I started to seek God, I felt so much better. And although it got lonely sometimes, I still felt so much better, you know, walking with God alone than walking alone and without God. Y'all get what I'm saying? So God is the only one that can fill you. And I don't know who this is for, but that relationship, that friendship, that job, whatever it is that you're chasing right now, if it's not God, you might want to pump the brakes and start getting your priorities in check and lining some things up. God needs to be at the center. You put him at the center and all those other things, relationships, friendships, jobs, money, whatever it is that you're chasing will all come together. Matthew 6 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. So if you seek God and you do what he wants you to do, you seek him, you surrender to him and you obey him. All those other things will just naturally come and they'll come when they're supposed to. That man, that best friend, that job, that car, that money that you want, whatever it is that you out here chasing and that you think is going to fill you up and make you feel whole and feel good will come if you put God in the place of those things. Because really those things are idols if that's the case. And that's a whole nother story for another time. But I promise you, you see God first and all of that will just come. It will naturally come and it will blow your mind. And when he says all these things will be added unto you, he doesn't just mean material things, y'all. Because for me, where I am right now, I'm content in God. I don't have everything I want. I don't have the car I want. I don't have the job I want. I don't have the money that I want. But I'm content. I have peace and I have joy. And there is nothing more in this world that I could want than that because you can have a car a relationship a job the money and still be insane going insane no peace 
and unhappy. And another thing that I really felt led to share with y'all is that even though I have grown closer to God and my relationship with him is, I think, in a place of just thriving, I find myself a lot of times thinking, I'm closer to God now. Why do I still think and say and do certain things that I did before I was close to him? And the truth is, and what God told me is that I'll never be perfect. And I knew that, but he reminded me of that. I will only be perfect when I leave this earth and I am seated with God in heaven. I'll never stop being in a place where I want to judge people, where I curse people rather like with curse words or just saying, you know, bad things about people or towards people. I will never be in a place where I don't get angry or where I don't get mad. I'll never be that way until I leave this earth. And God humbles me every single day to remind me that I will never be perfect and that I won't be perfect outside of him. Because the truth is, we are only made new in God. Without God, we are still the old people that he delivered us from. So the person that I was a couple years ago, a couple months ago, is still really who I am. But I'm made new in God. So if I were to walk away from God and, you know, turn away from him, I'm still who I was a couple months ago. And that's why you see people become self-righteous. They forget that God graced them with deliverance, forgiveness, and several chances. We do not earn any of that. We don't earn any of his grace. We don't earn his forgiveness. We don't earn another chance. He gives that to us because he loves us. And that's something that we have to remember. And again, you have to remind yourself every single day that God is doing this for you. He is the one washing you new and helping you to stop cussing and to stop hating and to forgive people. He's the one doing that. If we could do all of that, we would. None of us would have any problems if we could do it on our own, but we can't. We have to get it through God. We have to get it from him and we do not earn it. We don't earn none of that. All of us should be dead and gone by now. If God really, we got the wrath of God that we really deserve, none of us would be here. But he shows us and he gives us that grace and that mercy because he loves us. And God actually led me to a scripture that reminded me of that and that I feel should be a great takeaway for this episode. Philippians 3.12 says, I have not yet reached my goal and I am not perfect, but Christ has taken hold of me. So I keep on running and struggling to take hold of the prize. So we are not perfect. We never will be. But because God has taken us up under his wing and he loved us so so much he will help us so i hope with this episode that you are encouraged to continue or start to seek god surrender your life to him and obey him it will not lead you wrong you will not lose a thing you will gain so much you will first gain things for your character and for your spirit and then you'll start to gain things of the world if you will so cars and success and all those things because god doesn't want us broke so he wants you to have nice things he wants you to have money so i'm not gonna say he's not gonna get it to you but first comes things like wisdom peace joy things for your character and your spirit, things that, you know, really, really matter. And that is actually going to conclude the mini series. It literally was a mini series. I don't know if I called it that last week, but it was a mini series. I just felt like this was something that God led me to share with others, my journey from beginning to where I am now. And like I said, last episode, I will continue to update y'all. There will be many more episodes talking about where I am with my walk with Christ. If you ever have any questions, please 
feel free to reach out to me. Be sure to follow me on Instagram so you can get a little behind the scenes and sneak peeks and all that good stuff. And I will talk to y'all in the next episode of The Safe Space.